For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Exposing the Kingdom of Darkness. This is part five of the series. So once again, we can see how Baal worship involves setting up sacred trees, and it was also done in the temple of Yahweh. Second Kings chapter 23, verse 4, it is written, And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest and the priests of the second order and the keepers of the door to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for the grove or the Asherah. So how this practice is being duplicated today is through the setting up of a Christmas tree which is often placed beside the altar in a church. As one of the definitions of a grove or an Asherah is a sacred tree or pole set up near an altar. Bringing pagan worship symbols into the house of Yeshua is an abomination to him. Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 8 it is written, And their setting of their threshold by my thresholds, they have even defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed. Wherefore I have consumed them in my anger. So as we've seen, Israel is commanded to destroy the standing pillars or the obelisks. In 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 20 and verses 26 and 27, it is written, And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal, and they proclaimed it. And they brought forth the images, the standing pillars, out of the house of Baal and burned them. And they broke down the image of Baal and broke down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. The God of Israel will destroy the standing pillars, the stone pillars or the obelisks, and the sun temples that are associated with the Egyptian worship system. In Jeremiah chapter 43 verses 12 and 13 it is written, And I will kindle a fire in the houses of the gods of Egypt, and shall break also the images, the standing stone pillars, of Bet Shemesh, that's the house of the sun, that is in the land of Egypt. So the God of Israel is going to judge the gods of Babylon. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 2 it is written, Declare ye among the nations, say Babylon is taken, Bel is confounded, Merodach is broken in pieces, her idols are confounded, her images are broken in pieces. Then in Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 44, And I will punish Bel in Babylon, and the nations shall not flow together any more unto him, yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. Yeshua will judge and destroy the images to Baal and Ishtar when he sets up 
his kingdom on the earth. In Isaiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8 it is written, At that day shall a man look to his maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall respect that which his fingers have made, either the groves, the Asherah, or the images. So let's summarize what we've learned in this section of our teaching. Number one, Baal and Ishtar were the gods of war, weather, love, sexuality, and agriculture. Number two, Baal worship is associated with stone or sun pillars. An obelisk is a stone pillar, and it is a male phallic symbol. Number three, fire and human sacrifice are two elements of Baal worship. Number four, Ishtar worship is associated with an Asherah, which is a tree or a pole, or an idol, often associated with a female goddess. An Asherah is a female phallic symbol. Number five, Ishtar worship is associated with illicit sexual behavior, including adultery, fornication, and prostitution. Number six, the children of Israel were commanded to not make any stone pillars or to set up an Asherah. Number seven, elements of the worship of Baal and Ishtar got incorporated into Christianity through the Roman Catholic Church. Number eight, the children of Israel were commanded to destroy any element of Baal and Ishtar worship within their culture. Number nine, Yeshua will judge the gods of Egypt and Babylon. And number ten, the worship of Baal and Ishtar will be destroyed when Yeshua returns at his second coming and sets up his kingdom, wherein he will be teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem, as mentioned in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. So now, in the next part of this teaching, we're going to look at the spiritual attributes and characteristics of Esau. In doing so, we're going to see how Esau's spiritual characteristics and attributes are associated with Hasatan and his kingdom. In doing this, let me clarify that just because someone is a physical descendant of Esau does not mean that he has these characteristics and attributes. Any human being living on planet Earth can develop and have the attributes and characteristics as a lifestyle and living their life of the ways of the God of Israel or the ways of the kingdom of darkness. However, the God of Israel uses Esau in the Bible to teach us and show us regarding the characteristics and attributes of Hasatan's kingdom. As a result, the Bible explains to us in great detail that regarding spiritual attributes and characteristics, Esau is personified as a child of the wicked one, or Hasatan, or Satan, commonly called the devil. So let's begin by looking at the spiritual characteristics of Esau. Esau in the Bible was called Edom, or in Hebrew, Edom, whose root meaning in Hebrew means red. We can see this in Genesis chapter 36 verse 8 as it is written, Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. Edom is the Strong's number 123 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. It's the Hebrew word Edom, which comes from the Strong's number 122, which is Adam, or in Hebrew, Adam, which is associated with red. So in Genesis chapter 25, verse 30, we can see a Hebrew wordplay on Esau's name Edom when he desired to obtain from Jacob some pottage, which is called red. 
In Genesis chapter 25, verse 30, it is written, And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red. The Hebrew word is Adam, or Adam. For I am faint, therefore was his name called Edom, or in Hebrew, Adom. The Strong's number 123. So, Adom, which was translated as red in Genesis chapter 25, verse 30, is spelled the same as Adam, which is translated as man in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, which we would say in English, Adam. So Esau's name, Edom, or Adom, is linguistically in Hebrew associated with man, which is Adam, or Adom, which is associated with the Hebrew word for dirt or ground, which is Adama. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it is written, And the Lord God formed man, Adam, of the dust of the ground, Adama. Ground is the Strong's number 127. So Esau, whose name is Edom or Edom, is the same Hebrew letters as Adam or Adam. And Adam means man. And man is associated with the flesh. So therefore, Esau or Edom is associated with the flesh. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 it is written, Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. So Esau, whose name is Edom, which means red, is associated with our sins. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 it is written, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be red, Adam, like crimson. So Esau is associated with being a man of the field. He's worldly. We can see this from Genesis chapter 25 verse 27 as it is written. And the boys grew and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And then in Matthew chapter 13 verse 38, Yeshua identified the field as being the world. So Esau is called a man of the field, which is associated with the world. A characteristic of Esau is he only cares about himself. In other words, Esau is into me, myself, and I. We can see this in Genesis chapter 25 verse 32 as it is written. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? He didn't care about the future or future generations. He was only concerned about how his present situation pertain to him. Esau is associated with a prideful heart. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 1 and verse 3. It is written, The vision of Obadiah, thus says the Lord God concerning Edom or Esau. And then it says, The pride of your heart has deceived you. Esau hates his brother. In Genesis chapter 27 verse 41 it is written, And Esau hated Jacob. Esau is associated with murder and violence. We can see this from Genesis chapter 27 verse 41 as it is written. And Esau hated Jacob. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. In Obadiah chapter 1 verse 10 it is written, For your violence against your brother Jacob, shame will cover you, and you will be cut off forever. A spiritual characteristic of Esau is he is inconsiderate to others. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, and as they were passing through the land of Edom or Esau on their way to the promised land, 
Edom would not let Israel pass through. In Numbers chapter 20 verse 20 it is written, And he said, You shall not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people and with a strong hand. Numbers chapter 20 verse 21. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border. Wherefore Israel turned away from him. Esau is associated with being disobedient to parents. In Genesis chapter 28 verse 6 it is written, When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob, and that as he blessed him he gave him a charge saying, You shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Nevertheless, we can see in Genesis chapter 36 verse 2 that Esau took his wives of the daughters of Canaan. Next, we're going to see that Esau married Hittite women, and these were daughters of Canaan. We can see how this is so, beginning in Genesis chapter 9 verse 18, where we see that Ham is a father of the Canaanites, as it is written. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. One of the sons of Canaan was Heth, who are the Hittites. In Genesis chapter 10, verses 15 through 18, it is written, And Canaan begat Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, from which came the Hittites. And then it also goes on to list, in verses 16 and 17, the Jebusite, the Amorite, the Girgashite, and the Hivite. Genesis chapter 10, verse 18. And afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. So next we're going to see that Esau married Hittite women, who were daughters of Canaan, of which he was instructed not to do. In Genesis chapter 26, verses 34 and 35, it is written, And Esau was forty years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Bari, the Hittite, and Bashamoth, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. So now we're going to see that Esau married a Hittite and a Horite. In Genesis chapter 36, verse 2, it is written, And Esau took his wives of the daughters of Canaan, Adah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Ohalibamah, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion, the Hivite. Now Genesis chapter 36, verse 20, These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land, Lotan, and Shobal, and Zibion, and Anah. A spiritual characteristic of Esau is he gets offended. Esau was offended that Jacob received the blessing from his father Isaac instead of him. In Genesis chapter 27, verse 38 and verse 41, it is written, And Esau said unto his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. Esau is associated with the root of bitterness. We can see this from Hebrews chapter 12 verses 15 and 16 as it is written. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any profane person as Esau. Esau is associated with sexual immorality, being a fornicator and homosexual. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 it is written, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau. The word fornicator is the Strong's number 4205 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. It is the Greek word pornos from which we get the English word pornography. And here we can see the definition given for this word is a male prostitute. 
In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, it is written, For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind. So the same Greek word pornos was translated in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 as a fornicator, and in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10 as a whoremonger. Next, we're going to see that Israel is associated with wheat, and Esau is associated with a tear, which often looks like wheat, but it is not. We can see how Israel is associated with wheat from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, as it is written. For the Lord your God brings you into a good land, a land of wheat. So Yeshua told a parable about the wheat and the tares. The tare is Esau. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 25, it is written, And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares. The Hebrew word would be esev, which is a cognate of Esau, among the wheat, and went his way. And then in Matthew chapter 13, verse 38, Yeshua defined the tares as the children of the wicked one. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 25, the word wheat is the Strong's number 4621 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. And it is the Greek word sitos. It is from this word which comes the English word parasite. Or in Greek, it would be parasitos. Para means to be alongside of or beside. And sitos is the Greek word for wheat. So parasitos, or in English, parasite, means alongside the wheat. So we've seen that Esau, whose name is Edom, means red. And in the Bible, red is associated with the devil, who is likened to a dragon. We can see this connection by first looking at Genesis chapter 25, verse 30, as it is written. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 3 and verse 9, it is written, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. And the great dragon was cast out, called the devil. So in Yeshua's parable of the wheat and the tares, Yeshua identified the tare as being the children of the wicked one, who is Hasatan, or the devil. And characteristically, Esau is a child or behaves like the devil. Once again, from Matthew chapter 13, verse 25, And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares. A tare in Hebrew would be a sev, which is a cognate or linguistically related to the Hebrew word for Esau. Then in Matthew chapter 13, verse 38, Yeshua tells us that the tares are the children of the wicked one. So next, we're going to see from Genesis chapter 36, verse 8, that Esau lived in Mount Seir, as it is written. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. Seir is the Strong's number 8165 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and it is the Hebrew word Seir, which means hairy or shaggy or ragged. While Jacob is associated with wheat, Esau is associated with barley. In Exodus chapter 9, verse 31, it is written, And the flax and the barley was smitten. The word barley is the Strong's number 8184 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it's the Hebrew word seora. So seir, the Strong's number 8165, comes from the Strong's number 8175, 
in this word seora, the Hebrew word for barley, the Strong's number 8184, also comes from the Strong's number 8175. So we can see where Esau lived in the Hebrew is associated with barley. So Esau, who lived in Mount Seir, which means in Hebrew hairy or shaggy, is associated with a tear, which has a characteristic of having a bearded darnel. So what is a bearded darnel? It is a weedy annual grass that often occurs in grain fields and other cultivated land, and their seeds are sometimes considered poisonous. Next, we're going to see how Esau is associated with grass, which grows on the ground. Esau's name is Edom or Edom, which is associated with the ground in Hebrew, Adama, as grass grows on the ground. In Psalm chapter 92, verse 7, it is written, When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they will be destroyed forever. The word grass is the Strong's number 6212 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. It's the Hebrew word aseb, which is a cognate or a linguistically related word to Esau, which in Hebrew is Asav. Next, we can see from the commentary on the Torah portion Toldot from the book of Genesis, Rabbi Levi explains that Esau is associated with thorns, as thorns is a metaphor of Esau. He explains, Jacob as a blacksmith who once saw bundles of thorns, a metaphor of Esau, being brought into the city. In Obadiah chapter 1 verse 18, Esau is associated with straw or stubble, as it is written, in the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them, and there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. So Esau does not follow the Torah. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 24, it is written, Therefore as the fire devours the stubble, which spiritually is associated with Esau, because they have cast away the Torah of the Lord of hosts. So now let's summarize what we've covered in the first part of this teaching of the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau, wherein we've looked at the spiritual characteristics of Esau, and they were as follows. Esau's alternative name is Edom, which means red. Edom in Hebrew is associated with the ground. Edom in Hebrew is associated with man, who is flesh. Esau is associated with being a man of the world. Esau is associated with only caring about himself. Esau is associated with pride. Esau is associated with hating your brother. Esau is associated with murder and violence. Esau is associated with being inconsiderate to others. Esau is associated with being disobedient to parents. Esau is associated with the root of bitterness. Esau is associated with sexual immorality and fornication. Esau is associated with grass, thorns, and stubble. Esau is associated with wickedness. And Esau comes first alongside, including Israel, for the purpose of creating division and usurping power and authority. Esau is associated with deception and mixture. Well, that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject, 
exposing the kingdom of darkness. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.